Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast and in this episode I'm going to be talking about top 10 tips for you to use when you're maybe a bit low energy, a little bit busy and perhaps you've not prepped as much as you should do for your session. So appropriately enough, myself and Hannah had hoped to record a different episode. However, as it happens, things got a bit mad at my workplace and we didn't have time to record anything. So I'm now recording this episode. In fact, Hannah's upstairs running her Star Trek game as I speak. So you may catch a few stray wisps of her voice in the background. And as I've had a fairly tiring day at work, it seemed like an appropriate time to record an episode talking about how a few tips how you can run your game when you know you may be a bit low energy, you've not prepped as much as you can, but you still want to run a game for your players. So without further ado, let's crack on with the tips. Tip number one, and we say this in a lot of our podcast episodes, don't panic. There are things you can do that will still enable you to run an enjoyable session, even if you've not had your normal planning time or you may be feeling a bit lower energy than you would prefer. However, if you panic, get yourself worked up, you're more likely to convince yourself that you're not going to be able to run a good session. And much as some of the positive thinking stuff seems a little bit woolly to me, I'm not sure of the exact science behind it, I'm no expert. I do know that if you start off thinking that you definitely can't do it, that tends to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So just take a step backwards, take a deep breath, relax and don't panic tip number two your players will understand if you say to them look i've had a bit of a hectic day i've not had as much time to prep as i would like and they'll make allowances now of course there are the odd few idiots out there but most people want to game to have a good time to socialize to enjoy themselves and they're pretty appreciative of the effort the gm puts in week in week out to run a game for them so if you say oh look we're still going to have a game tonight but just to let you know i've had a bit of a rough day at work so it might not be as polished as normal most players will understand and they'll be fine with that they'll just appreciate the fact that even though you've had a crap day you're still actually putting on a game for them tip number three skim back through your notes for ideas now this obviously depends somewhat on how much you take notes I have quite a poor memory, so I tend to take a lot of notes as I'm going along in my game, and I jot them down in a little notebook afterwards. Or if I get any stray ideas or anything like that, whilst I'm a bit higher energy, I note them down, because I know I'll have moments when I'm a bit flustered, I've been busy, and I'm struggling for creative inspiration. So, first thing I'll do is I'll go back to those notes, I'll have a flick through them, see if they fire off any sparks of inspiration or they give me any ideas for the session that I want to run. And this leads neatly on to tip number four, which is to skim through your book collection. Now, when I say a book collection, I don't just mean your RPG books, although certainly you can find inspiration and ideas in your RPG books. But have a look through your fiction books, your reference books, whatever books you enjoy reading. Anything that might 
get those creative sparks flying. Let's say you, you reach for your shelf and you pull a copy of Frankenstein off the shelf and you think, oh, well, maybe I could do something with a, a crazy sort of wizard who creates this strange creature that runs amok. That's great. You can absolutely do that. And most books, even if you can't take them wholesale, they will have something in them that can provide you with inspiration. Tip number five, make liberal use of online resources. Now, when I say online resources, there's a number of different things that this can encompass. Obviously, there are adventure modules and pre-written RPG campaign materials online, a lot of which is free or pay what you want. I would certainly recommend if you're running a D&D style game, checking out some of the basic fantasy role-playing games stuff, because that's pretty much all available on PDF free online. But there's numerous free or pay what you want resources that you can have a look at. But again, it's not just RPG supplements and things like that that you can find online. Go on to Google Image Search or something similar. Type in a word and see what images come up. See what inspiration they give you. So let's say you're really struggling for ideas. You The well of inspiration has run dry. You're sat at your keyboard. You can't think of anything go onto google maps and type in like i don't know waterfall or mountain if your players are in a forested region type in forest and you can add words to it so you could type in like strange forest picture or haunted forest or something like that have a look at the pictures that come up and some of them will probably give you ideas for games or even specific encounters that you can use whether it's a strangely shaped tree that resembles a, a crouching human figure or an odd animal lurking in the boughs of a haunted tree. It's all great stuff. The more stuff you expose yourself to, the more likely you are to get ideas for your game. Point number seven, allow the players to lead the session. Now, if you're running a campaign, it's a bit different if you're doing a one-shot, but if you're running a campaign, a lot of the heavy lifting, you can allow the players to do that. So if you throw out a situation at the start of the session, a lot of time the, your player group will just run with it and you can just respond to what they're doing and use their actions as a springboard for future ideas. So as an example, I'm currently running my Midlands game, which is set in the city of Great London. It's a huge, sprawling fantasy metropolis. So let's say that I'm, I've not really got any ideas. I'm not really sure what's going on. But I know my player characters have bought a building that they run their sort of occult detective agency out of in Bishopsgate, which is a religious part of the city. So I... If I'm struggling for ideas, I might say to the player characters, as you're coming out of the door of your building, you see a large procession heading down the street. It appears to be some sort of religious ceremony common in Bishopsgate. However, the person at the head of the procession appears to be carrying a strange statue of a deity that you're not familiar with. And behind him walk a series of people weeping openly now i don't have to come up with a an absolute definition of what cult this is that's doing this religious practice 
and who's leading the procession or what the statue is, I can let the players react to it and then base what happens on their reaction as they go along. If you're going to do this, you need to put enough in there to make it seem strange or interesting enough for the player characters to want to investigate the initial situation. So in my example, the mention of the strange idol that they're not familiar with, which is odd because living in Bishopsgate, they probably know most of the deities about the weeping people following them, also an odd incongruous detail which is designed to draw them in but you never know they might just ignore that entirely and go their own way and do something different and if they do that that's absolutely fine i can respond to that as well and i can continue running the game based off what the players are doing this dovetails neatly with tip eight which is to ask leading questions so when you've got your player characters going about doing their thing and they're looking into a situation. In order to know what they're thinking and to get ideas, ask them leading questions. So in my example of the strange religious procession, I might say to a person who's playing a cleric, oh, what do you think the uh, the statue of the, the strange huddled figure that's being carried by the procession represents? And then when the player gives me an answer, whatever it is, I can base the reality, in inverted commas, of that situation on their answer. I might say to another player character, oh, have you ever seen a procession of people crying as they follow a religious uh, priest in Bishopsgate before? And allow them to answer and, be again, base the reality of the situation off what they say. Now, this can have variable results because it depends on how comfortable your player characters are with improvising things and being put on the spot. And if you've got players who aren't comfortable with that, you certainly shouldn't try and make them feel uncomfortable. But if it's used with a gentleness of touch and you ask more specific questions, then this can be a great tool for allowing a session to continue and allowing the players to guide it. Tip number nine, sprinkle in a couple of combats. Combats are a bit of a time filler as far as RPGs go. They can still be quite exciting, but as long as you're familiar with the actual rules of the system you're running, they're fairly easy to manage and they're fairly sort of light on your cognitive load, so to speak. While your player characters are getting involved in a combat, it leaves you free to think about what you're going to do after that combat and can effectively buy you some time. So we move to our final point in this episode, point 10. Keep the mission or the objective for the session scaled appropriately. Don't plan out more stuff than you need to or try and overreach yourself. So what do I mean by that? Well, if you're struggling with your energy levels or you may be not prepped, then you don't want to be trying to put yourself under the pressure of creating a massive plot arc or a long-running story or anything like that. Only work on what you need for that evening session. Now, that's not to say that you can't eventually decide to later on develop something from the session into a wider plot, but save yourself the stress. Don't think about that in the first place. If it happens later when you've, you've got a bit more sort of imagination space free, that's absolutely great. 
but don't put yourself under that pressure because that extra amount of pressure could make it more difficult to come up with ideas. You want to be relaxed, not worrying about creating a massively long plot arc. You just want to run an enjoyable session for your players and leave yourself as free as possible to let your imagination wander and for these ideas to bloom. So there you are. I hope those tips are useful. If you're perhaps struggling with your prep or your energy levels, if you'd like to get in touch with us to tell us what you think, suggest future episodes, or just have a bit of a natter, you can reach us on the SpeakPipe website. There's a link down in the description of this episode. You can leave us a voicemail, or you can send us an email. The address is rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. We really do appreciate all the feedback and the thoughts that you've been sending our way. So until we see you next time, take care, stay safe, and happy gaming. <laughs>